going into these last two episodes, I really don't know how, where it's going to go. I have no idea what's going to happen. Ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, bum ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, Hey everyone, welcome back to the Marvel What Now podcast. I'm Kurt. And I am Peyton. And today we're breaking down for you episode four of Falcon and Winter Soldier, The Whole World is Watching. Boy, are they. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone on their phones. Just everyone's got their phones everywhere. (laughs) What's with all the phones? A post blip uh, cell phone coverage is apparently pretty good now. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're up to 6G. <laughs> okay, I know we're being goofy here at the beginning, but you know, I have to say, this was uh, at least in my opinion, I think the show's just got better and better. And in this way, this one was probably one of the most like, um, probably the most kind of difficult and kind of like just morally all over the place and uh, there's some good action in this scene too or in this episode too as well so yeah here we go let's talk about it <laughs> i i know i i love this show so much but it is a very it, it has its you know funny lighthearted moments but it is for the most part a very serious show so it's hard to like make jokes around it because they are tackling like very serious subject matter and, mm-hmm. and i'm all for that but uh yeah, it's a little difficult to keep a, a lighthearted show talking about it. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm going to take this, uh, my insecurity, and make a joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it easier for everyone, but really it isn't. No, 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 no. Uh, it, I mean, it is. It's, it's tough to talk about these kind of these difficult issues that are very prescient. I mean, Marvel's just kind of touching on a lot of things in their own way. And I think they're kind of like, I mean, in my opinion, they are kind of making an analog about America with like this idea of what Captain America is and it being so many different things to so many different people. And we even see it in this episode, how it just, even to people who are non-Americans, how wildly different people can act, react to that and react to the image of Captain America. Um, especially in the like post blip world too, you know, I love what they're doing. Like I'm, I'm glad that they're, making a show about these somewhat tough situations you know with it being a disney show they're not coming right out and saying police brutality or black lives matter but they're dealing with themes that are very much tied into the conversations that everyone's having in america now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or I, i should say white america because you know these conversations aren't new to a lot of the population but it's definitely at the forefront um just the the general public uh especially white people and you know i'm i'm really glad that they're diving into it and just having those hard conversations i mean you know one of the the i mean again i'm not sitting here acting like this is like you know this is like the cultural of cultural change you know i don't think that that's their goal here and i don't think that should be i personally don't look at it in that way but i do think you know one of the criticisms of marvel always is like oh you know it's just it's just like there's no consequence there's no all this kind of like there's no seriousness to it. There's no weight to anything. And but now they're leaning into real kind of world. They're just again, it's not the same thing. They're just kind of using greater ideological battles and you know putting a big wrapping. You know they're put, putting a big package around it. You know, um, 
yeah, not I'm loving it. I mean, so we're now what four episodes in. Uh, we got two episodes left, uh, and I mean, a lot of the pieces are coming together. But I gotta say, like going into these last two episodes, I really don't know how, where it's gonna go. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Best compliment I think you can give to it because you know, uh, you, you know, again, I, I, this show has been a test. You know, it'll be interesting. I think if we bring back when we bring Adam back this season and we talk to him about it having Ashton watch this show as well again it's it's very interesting to see people who have different you know Ashton loves the more magical Doctor Strange like he loves all of that kind of stuff so WandaVision was like oh bread and butter finally they're like really really leaning into this kind of stuff but the like soldier you know war America kind of stuff he you know he that's just not kind of really his cup of tea so it's been it's been interesting for me to him watch the show and you know, in a way, he's even struggled with the show about, like, the themes that they've been dealing with and even his own kind of perception about, like, just whether or not, like, this is, I don't know, like, important or whether it's, whether it resonates the same or all that kind of stuff. So that's been a really cool, like, journey to go on with him as well, too. Yeah, I mean, it is really weird when the friday every friday i get excited the same way i did about wandavision like oh it's friday it's marvel tv show day and wandavision you know i it was so fun and exciting to watch it in like black and white and there's a laugh track and like a plate breaks on vision's head and now it's like oh it's friday falcon and the winter soldier let's go watch people get the shit kicked out of them and like just abused and it's just a totally different like tone going into it but i still think it's exactly what the show needs to be um completely agree completely agree i'm glad that they have it and you know we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later but i i really hope that uh the next two episodes you know obviously there's going to be a big climatic action i mean there just is i mean come on now there just there just will be so there will be some sort of big kind of crazy action probably in mostly the sixth one but we'll probably get some more action in that next in next episode too but they they do have a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of balls in the air here there's a lot of like just like you know what we we kind of because there are so many potential clues and plot threads and what the unknown of WandaVision made it easier to like go off in all these different avenues. But then what happened at the very end of the story is it was actually a very simple ending and they didn't really over, they really didn't overcomplicate it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like we as the viewers overcomplicated it. So I've been really trying to not do that. Even with this show like, of course, you know, there's going to be some bigger twists. There's going to be some bigger reveals. Um, You know, we're going to talk about later that apparently the showrunner just revealed yesterday that the next episode is going to feature a new character who is played by somebody well-known and it is a Marvel character and it's like a big kind of surprise reveal. So who that could possibly be is a, is a you know, let your, let your mind do what it will do. <laughs> I'm not going down the Mephisto route again. Exactly. That's for sure. <laughs> I just think the um, ending will be more, it, even though there are a lot of spinning plates in the air, there will be resolution and then non-resolution as well. I'm so curious how this will end because with WandaVision, I mean, it was a a very like grand storytelling, but in terms of like geography and the amount of people that were involved, it was still a very much like contained story to Westview. Uh, Whereas this, I mean, you're involving global refugees and countries drawing borders and governments and wars. And there's just so there's no way to wrap up all of that 
perfectly where the world holds hands and sings kumbaya like it's just there's no way that this they can end this show that way i think we'll get some kind of resolution or closure maybe within sam and bucky's story Mm -hmm. but moving forward i mean all the things that are still at play there's still going to be so much conflict moving forward and potential you know threads that are left open i mean i i personally you know obviously we'll get to to uh john walker in this episode it's a very crucial episode for him again and i truly just think white russell has just nailed this role man i mean he's just he he's amazing and i i really you you get like he took the role that you know everybody was gonna hate to begin with and the writing kind of like makes it that way too and then everybody kind of treats him that way as well and it's been a really i think it's been a really interesting journey to watch him go through i i do feel sincerity from John. Do you know what I mean? I, I think they've tried to balance that as well instead of just making him this like mega douche. You know what I mean? Like I do think like that he's got a wife, you know, like they do, they do. They, I think they have tried to, and his performance, he has tried to humanize it so that when this turn that happens and that we see happens in this episode, it's a little more earned. Does that make sense? As opposed to him just coming in like, I'm a fucking dick. Here you go. You know, I'm going to be a douche. You know, like I'm evil from the beginning. You know, I, and I think that's been a little bit more kind of rich storytelling for John. And I think that that's going to play into what happens with ever, what they, whatever they do with him moving forward. I mean, now we really do have another new Captain America, uh, both, with the the name and with the powers so absolutely and uh we'll dive into that here in a little bit but let's start with uh the opening scene of the show uh you know the show's mostly been taking place kind of like in in europe and in asia but the opening scene it starts out in wakanda which was a, a nice little change of pace and it starts out on uh, you know, they're on the outskirts of Wakanda. They're not downtown. It felt very much, you know, like incredible Hulk, you know, take them away from civilization and people before you try this dangerous. Uh, uh, Mega assassin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm blanking on the door. Milaje character's name. That's Io. Uh, that's Io. Io that's mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's talking to Bucky and, uh you know, he's in his sort of white wolf attire late at night, and she starts going through the the words that sort of unlock the, the, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, the, the programming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, when she says the last word, and he just starts break down crying, and she says, you're free. It was just such a, a, a beautiful moment for Bucky. I mean, this this was a flashback, so it's interesting to see his just joy and i mean i couldn't imagine being overwhelmed with that feeling of like okay like no one can turn you into a killer anymore like you're 100 percent in control of yourself uh and that was a flashback and now we see that he's been granted his his freedom and he doesn't quite know what to do with it like mm-hmm. even his therapist says uh you know like you're free these are good things that are happening to you what do you want to do and bucky's just kind of lost Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That first scene was first off. Anytime, like they, I love how they always like any in any medium they do when they flash over to Wakanda, they just show it in the coolest way. And I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> we're back, <laughs> we're back, we're back to Wakanda. Yes. Uh, so that that's always super exciting. But man, Sebastian Stan crushed it in that scene. I mean, that that's like a crucial Bucky scene that I think we as the audience have needed. Um, 
that I mean, ever since you know, we see that he. I think it's good that they showed that they we see it when he first uh, meets Zemo that the programming doesn't work anymore. But like seeing the moment when he makes the personal discovery, incredibly, incredibly emotional. Um, I'll get to this a little bit later, but I. Well, maybe just talk about it now. You know, I, I, one of the things I'm concerned about here, Curtis, is like we have gotten a lot of story for Bucky, and I think we've actually gotten a lot of like real growth and like character development. And we've jumped around, and we, you know, we really, even though he is lost, we've seen I feel like a through line of that. And I, I don't necessarily think that they've done that as much with Sam. I think more this episode, and even Ashton notice it because Ashton hasn't watched Winter Soldier, so I'm like, you know, you're missing a lot of crucial Sam stuff there. Where even though I agree again that he's been kind of relegated to just the good guy kind of side role, like he's still more humanized. And there's a kind of through line back when he mentions when he goes to kind of um, to kind of speak to Carly to try to talk her down from it. That he's like, this is my thing. This is what I do. And I think by showing that they're showing like Sam as Cat, but I I'm, I am concerned that. We only have two episodes left, and I really don't feel like necessarily yet that they've given Sam that spotlight. Do you know what I'm saying there? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, he's had these sort of minor yet very powerful moments. But as a whole, yeah, I don't think he's necessarily gotten the time that he's deserved. And I'm really hoping that they amp that up uh, going into the last two episodes because – you know, it is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it seems to be much more Winter Soldier, which, which I'm all for. I love the character. They're doing great things. But come on, like if if Sam's going to end up being Captain America, you know, let's give him a let's give him a little bit more. There was a lot of focus in this episode about like the super soldier and like a lot of people kind of gave their opinions on it. Obviously, we had that really compelling scene where Zemo explains about how it it, it doesn't matter that a person who is pursuing becoming a super powered person that will always lead to fascism. And what an interesting comment coming from him. Do you know what I mean? Like for someone that is so he's so anti that that he of course we've seen he'll go to any extreme to do that, uh, you know, which that's one of the reasons why the Wakandan characters are even in this is because they're coming to pay uh, they're coming to get him as recompense for, you know, them killing T'Chaka. You know, Aya says in the beginning that it's a shame that they, they carry that Bucky will never understand. So it's, again, it's another thing where it's like something that people will not understand about something that's a little more sacred that means something to them that they have to respect. Um, yeah, what's the word that uh, Zemo keeps using? Oh, he's talking about a uh, supremacy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then they had the line, you know, well, what about Steve? And Zemo's like, well, you know, there's an exception or something. And I think that exception is Steve. He kind of knew what he was signing up for. Not exactly. Like he just wanted to be a soldier to like join the military, like do his part. And then he ended up becoming Captain America, which was a a very long process. Um, And even Bucky, you know, he's a super soldier, but he didn't ask for those powers either. He was experimented on. So there's something about, people having the power that didn't ask for it versus people with power who have craved it or pursued it. And it's always the people, always the people that pursue it are the ones that are, um, become radical, become radicalized. Oh, that become radicalized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, I think, I mean, that's to me that the, really, I felt like this an entire episode. It was all 
arguing about the again what Captain America is, what Captain America is, and it not just being a person who is a super soldier that works for the United States. We even see the the scene in the um, the tombstone with the flag smasher who ultimately tragically gets killed at the end, and he explains that. His grandfather fought Nazis, and he actually had a favorable view of Captain America, but how the world is not, the world is different now. And even though Steve Rogers could change as much as he wanted to or tried to, he's, you know, that kind of Captain America doesn't exist for this world. It, it can exist for this world almost in a new way. And I feel like they were, expl- they were showing that to us. And all these other people had this idea about what Captain America could be. I think that's a really fascinating point that you bring up about the people who do not want it, that get it given to them and how they handle it as opposed to people who pursue it. Well, even the uh, Zemo and Sam, they have the conversation and Zemo asks, you know, if you had the opportunity, like, would you take it? Or was it ever offered to you? And, and Sam's like, oh, no. And Zemo's, you know, impressed by his no hesitation, like he's absolutely sure. And I think that's what how they're setting up Sam to be the Captain America. You know, John Walker, he wants to go in like, we found Carly, like, let's go kick her ass. Let's go like, beat him into submission. And when that doesn't work, you know, that's when he wants to get his hands on the super soldier serum. And so then he can be on their level. And like, he can be the best or the true Captain America that he thinks he's supposed to be. Whereas Sam, he goes in no armor, no guns, street clothes. He's like, Hey, let's just talk. And like, that's, that's what it means to be Captain America, a hero, a good person, whatever you want to call it. It's like understanding another person. I mean, Cap certainly used force when he had to, um, but it was but, always I mean, to I, I saw a great meme where it was like Captain America uses the shield to protect people where John uses the shield to attack people. And that was exactly. a very, very different, different. You know, there's been a lot. I've, I've had some friends message me as well, too, being like, there's always this discourse about Sam and the super soldier serum. And I'm so glad that they had that scene. And I really do feel like, and, and even Ashton said this, he was like, okay, great. I need more of this. I need th- that. These scenes when he has the scene with Carly and then the scenes with, you know, again, when he starts talking about his aunt and he starts talking about um, when, when Zemo asked the question, he, he Sam doesn't hesitate. I loved in that the shot as well. They stayed on Sam in that moment because he asked him a different question at first and Sam's like working on it. And then he just asks him and Zemo is so great in that. And I, I, I was talking to Ashton about this as well, that Zemo, they've made Zemo this like human Loki in a way. He's this person who can, he knows how to manipulate people and challenge their beliefs and to shift it maybe he's, he tries to control them and shift it in just a little bit in the way that he wants them to and he tries to do that with Sam in this episode and he's testing him so when he asks a question when you ask a he he, he fires off a bomb like that in a in a completely um you know Sam's on the computer he's not even paying attention he does that purposely so it's like a disarming question in the moment but Sam has, doesn't even hesitate he just says no absolutely not it's almost like insulting to him he's like that's just not 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 me and I, I I've had some friends kind of comment that's been like you know he has to get the super soldier serum he's got to get the serum again 
in the comics, he doesn't get the serum when he be- when Sam becomes Captain America. He doesn't. He has a different version of the wings and he keeps the shield and that kind of stuff. But he he doesn't take the serum, and um, I, I don't think he's going to take it here either. I I, I and I think that's going to be the message that they're saying is like with this version of Captain America that he can be more and be this kind of bigger image. I almost feel like Captain America is going to become this like Robin Hood of the world in a way. He's like a freedom fighter for the world. And I think that's what Sam is going to be when he like, when, however they, you know, that's going to be in my what now I'm going to expand on that (laughs) when I get to my what now later. But, you know, I think we're that, that to me makes sense of like, kind of what the, the entire show is about what is captain america and i think yeah for saying they're gonna it, this is gonna be his captain america he's not gonna be steve's captain america but he has the soul of steve and it's just his version of it exactly and they've already proven that sam really doesn't need super soldier serum like he has the wingsuit you know he's taken on squadrons of helicopters and and all this shit like he has tech like he doesn't need that like if he's going to be the hero you know he's going to walk up to carly like one of the world's number one terrorist and he's just going to go talk to her in a leather jacket like that's what captain america is like if you if you want peace if you want resolution like you have to you have to talk it out you have to have conversations you have to understand one another you can't just go in there pull out your gun or your shield and take this person out and be like, you're all, you know, peace reigns. Like we got rid of the, the evildoers. Like Sam's just trying to understand her and he, he gets it. And, you know, he, he's honest and tells her that, Hey, you're like, your, your methods are wrong. Like what you're doing is wrong, but I, I understand the reasons you're doing it. It, It's so, it was, I love that they went there. I mean, Sam said it to her. He says, I actually agree with what all you're saying that we should, that they're kind of, I understand that when the world came together, there was a, a, ma- a more kind of magical thing that we as, we as humans cannot fathom that even in, in real life, like the world coming together, please get over it. No, <laughs> like that's not going to ever be happening. But when they did that in this, in the world of the MCU, like there is this kind of greater ideal and, you know, he, he challenges Carly on her, the extremism of what she says. He's like, I understand that, you know, you've got to like defend your, again, it's like defending yourself as opposed to attacking others. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you've got to put your, you got to stand your ground, but you can't be killing people and think that you're better than the people who you're trying to stop because you're not, you know what I mean? And that's, I mean, my God, how much more Captain America was that scene? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and, and they and then they juxtapose every bit of it the entire way. Sam is in there talking to somebody and he's talking to the person and trying to understand them as a person. He's not he, he doesn't want to. He, he, like you said, he comes in the street clothes. He doesn't want to fight any of that kind of crap. Switch over. You got the person in the big armor and he's insecure. He's pacing. He looks like he's slowly like kind of looks like he's on crack. <laughs> I mean, kind of looks like he hit an eight ball right before he came in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like. And then, you know, what the point when um, right before the Dora Milaje attack, when John goes to challenge Sam, and we don't know at that point he has taken, uh, no, I don't think he's taken the serum then, but he goes to challenge Sam to fight him, that John thinks he can beat Sam. He, he doesn't, he's not scared of Sam, and he doesn't, he thinks that he doesn't need the shield to show him why he's better than he is. And I think we're going to see more of that, of like, oh, well, now I'm definitely better than you because I've got the serum. And I think, you know, Sam's going to 
I hope at least that they in that way have him either save people or stop the government for you know do you know what I'm saying there like there's some sort of resolution where he becomes this again just like Steve Sam goes to sacra he he goes to throw himself on the grenade for everybody else and I think when people do that the world will see this is Captain America you know this is Captain America not this kind of Nazi in a stars and stripes shirt <laughs> <laughs> I know I think this was a, a genius episode name because the whole world is watching that's very much the world we live in everything is live streamed everything is happening you know in real time and it's maybe exposing a lot of the evils of the world that people were just uh, oblivious to before mm-hmm. um you know we saw it like in american history with the vietnam war that war was essentially televised like mm-hmm. people were seeing like what war really is they're Mm -hmm. seeing all the shady shit that the government's up to Mm -hmm. and that's that's the world we live in now so they're trying to project this image of john walker as uh america you know captain america this this true hero but you know we're the good guys yeah but you can't hide who you really are anymore in this modern day world we're Uh, the good guys and we're gonna bomb the fuck out of you like, do you, you know what I mean? Like, that's the image that they, that's like, we're going to take you over and you're going to be thankful for it. Like, do you know what I mean? We're just going to come in and take it all. The, I mean, that's like John Walker's MO. I think his feeling is as soon as he puts on the shield and the, the suit that he is automatically granted respect. Um, you know, people will listen to him. He, he he thinks he it gives him this some kind of authority over everyone and when people completely disregard that authority that's when he snaps Mm -hmm. and that's when he goes into okay you won't listen to me well i'm gonna like force you to Mm -hmm. or do you know who i am you know who we are like uh the only reason you're not respecting me is because i'm not a super soldier you know when bucky stops him before he kind of goes his first attempt to go into like interrupt the conversation with sam and carly you know he he he, like looks at him like oh you think you're just so good with that super soldier serum running through your veins all that kind of stuff do you know what i mean like there's this incredible jealousy that he feels that he just thinks that he will be equal to them if he has the same things Exactly. And I think that's where we see the parallel between him and Sam is, uh, you know, both of their relations to uh, Carly and the Flag Smashers. John Walker thinks, okay, let me take the serum and then I'll be on your level. And whereas Sam is like, okay, let me take away all my gear and my weapons and then we'll be on the same level. And show you I'm already on your level. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to talk to you as like a human being. We're going to discuss this and try to reach like common ground and like find a way to move forward in the best way possible. I don't think Sam would have ultimately just let her like go away or, or unpunished, but you know, just very much trying to be like, okay, if this is your cause, then like stick to that cause, like do it the right way. What you're doing, you're hurting yourself, you're hurting other people. And that, that shit just won't fly. I believe in what you're doing, but I don't, the the ends don't justify the means. Exactly. You know, which we hear that a lot in this show with, you know, Bucky justifying breaking Zemo out of jail to the door Milaje, you know, like, oh, he's just a means to an end. Um, I think that's a lot. We see 
John Walker, you know, he said earlier in the show, like, if we get the job done, do you think they'll really sweat us on the hell? Mm-hmm. You know, he's taking the mm-hmm. serum. It's all about the ends. Like, mm-hmm. the, the means or how, the, whatever the process is leading up to you achieving your goal, none of that matters. Like, just get the job done. And the flag smasher, he also says in that, uh, the graveyard scene, he says, nobody's hands are clean now. No one's. Mm-hmm. which is fair i mean you know that is a kind of fair point it's like it's kind of just like you you know we're trying to do the best here you know while not just absolutely subjugating people into a dictatorship or some sort of like you know dictatorial world i one of my favorite things about this episode is um the i'm jumping right to the end but we see the one flag smasher who was talking to carly and expressed that he was a captain america fan when he was younger and then brutally gets murdered by john right in the middle of everyone um you know he wasn't on board with uh carly's bombing like i think she kind of did that Mm single-handedly like Mm -hmm. as far as i know the rest of the flag smashers weren't into that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's just really interesting like when we create these organizations or these groups like being held accountable to one another. And so for John Walker to go in and be like, this guy's a terrorist, I'm going to kill him. It's like, okay, but like, did he do that? Like he's a member of the flag smashers, but was he responsible for the, the bombing? And I want to be careful about this. Cause I'm not just saying like every terrorist group, like we let them slide or like, Oh, I'm sure they have their reasons. Mm-hmm. But the message is like, whatever your reasons that method doesn't work just Mm -hmm. because this group over here does it doesn't give you license to do it and because then everyone's just making everything explode and everyone gets hurt Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i mean it it is it is a delicate thing it's like you know you you it's they they talk about it in the episode when you know like when carly's talking to uh sarah when she calls sarah to kind of give her this kind of like veiled threat even though again she says later she's like i'm not gonna hurt your sister i just needed to see what the hell's going on here you know what i mean but they you know sarah calls her terrorists and then she corrects her and says revolutionaries you know the early earlier in the in the in the season when uh you know john calls them terrorist and then sam's like well yeah use the people call the people without the resources who were just trying to get the resources that so you know like they've already seeded that kind of idea through the show of like you know uh what kind of what i guess justice is or like or like quote right and wrong you know what i mean it's kind of like amorphous idea of right and wrong it's like you know steve wasn't a perfect person at all but he I feel like did try, which is, you know, what Baron Zemo says, okay, he was the, he was the exception to the rule of like a person who was selfless, but you know, I think they've already established like the super soldier serum, whatever person, and they reiterate it in this as well as what Erskine said before, it just magnifies who you are. It just magnifies who you are as a person. So if you're a shitty person later on, well, that's just, you were a shitty person before. So it doesn't change you anything. It just gives you more of what you already are. Yeah, which I feel like they're handling the Flag Smashers in an interesting way because uh, we've seen them sort of resort to violence. But other than Carly bombing the building, it's more so like protecting themselves or maybe they'll beat up a few security guards to to get some medicine. But they're not just going out and blatantly murdering people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And their kind of bigger argument is about like, you know, they they lived through this craziness and then once people came back they just got literally thrown out to the side like animals you know what i mean it's like 
what? Like, you know what I mean? Like that that's driving their entire kind of force. And they, the, what's unified them is the fact of people coming together to help each other. That's what the flag smashers see themselves as. Carly's making it a little bit more extremist here because that's her view about it. But the people themselves, like we see Donya, like the reason why they all come around Donya is because that she helped all of them and like cared for them. And, you know, Carly even says she loved me. And it was like this kind of like motherly love when a whole lot of people were lost and they could see like, we don't have to suffer like this if we just come together and help each other out, you know, and then now that's all been taken from them. Yeah, I think she was definitely sort of Carly's like moral compass or, you know, the the person that she felt maybe accountable to um, because we see, you know, right after she she passes away that Carly bombs the building. And, you know, that was sort of her finally going over the over the edge and becoming full, quote unquote, bad guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's no there's no going back from here now. Um, We've seen with with Steve Rogers, like in his past movies, he wasn't just a man out of time in the sense of he missed out on music and movies and, you know, all this cultural stuff. Like when he woke up in the world, the world itself was a different place. Like everything was just this gray moral ground, you know, shield building the, the helicarriers. It's like, okay, what's the line? Oh, he says like, this isn't freedom. It's fear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Nick Fury's like, well, we don't take the world as we'd like it to be. We take it out how it is. Mm-hmm. And that just feels very much like what's going on in the world. Everyone's mm-hmm. just kind of out for themselves. Um, you know, even in this world, we're hearing about them redrawing borders and, and new governments popping up. And it, it's just kind of this free for all, like the, the unity is over and now it's uh, everyone for themselves. And it's interesting that they comment that like, people are trying to go back to the way things used to be, you know, people just are creatures of habit, you know, even after the population gets erased and then they get returned five years later, uh, you know, people are wanting to like, well, we're back to our, you know, this like nationalism all over the world. It's like, in a way, Thanos's argument was right. (laughs) You know, people are now fighting over resources that are limited, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what's separating the entire world. So, but it's also, not i i think if it was truly scarcity that was leading all these fights like uh maybe thanos has a point but we're seeing that you know it's governments and uh the wealthy you know basically hoarding resources Mm -hmm. it's it's no longer fair for everyone there's all these it's all about power and control and strength and we see that in the scene with the teacher who was super cute, by the way. Ashton and I both commented on that. We were like, ooh, who was that teacher? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that, we, we see that with that scene when Sam goes into the building, you know, when they're kind of trying to sniff around and find somebody or get a clue or see what they can do. You know, Sam goes into that building and he just, you know, which is funny, you can just walk around, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> like, okay, I, I, even I'd be like, who's this weirdo? <laughs> like, even if I wasn't trying to hide from the fact that I knew you were an Avenger. You know, but we got that good scene with the teacher where the teacher basically says that he's like, we were told we were supposed to be, get supplies six months ago. People don't give a shit about us. So why, why people don't give a shit about us. So why should we just fall in line for their opinion? Like we're just trying to survive. We're just trying to live mm-hmm. and just be a, be, you know, 
be people and we can't do that because people like you said are taking all the resources and not giving them to anybody and then attacking us and that that's what the flag smashers feel like carly feels like we're not the, she says it in the conversation with sam she's like i'm not the extremist you know because that's what uh zemo calls her she's like i'm not the extremist i'm trying to stop these other people from hurting these people who can't protect themselves so it's just such this like how you you know they made a very very interesting line right before they had the big fight when that you know when sam and bucky were all suited up where she says that you know oh so people could be uh, raised to hate hate us because we're different you know what i mean obviously that's a very uh that is a veiled criticism of america i mean i know look i mean just growing up in the 9-11 years <laughs> you know what i mean our entire growing up and seeing that it was like of course, like Muslim people were incredibly demonized and still to this day are, you know, and from obviously the more kind of far right circles, you know. So it's interesting to see that, you know, in this world that it's still these, it's still the same bullshit. <laughs> really, just to be honest with you, it's still the same fucking bullshit. And people just, people want other people to suffer. And that's what people finally, I feel like in the flag smashers are kind of saying, it's like, enough, we don't want to do this, you know, just trying to live mm -hmm. the same respect and dignity that we want anybody else to have. And that's what I love about Zemo is, yeah, I don't agree with his methods and he's definitely a bad guy, but he is kind of this control on power, you know, like the second someone becomes too powerful or you know, becomes too strong, it's like, no, I'm going to, like, knock you back down to, like, keep everyone on the same level playing field, because you can't have all these people running around, overpowered, because um, that's when people get hurt, like, that's when uh, he's not doing it for the most noble reasons. I don't think he's trying to protect people. I think he kind of enjoys somewhat the taking people down, but he has this control on on power to try to keep everything balanced it, that guy the, the we have to talk about the serum this episode because well first off they answered that question of like they just wiped out most of the serum i still think there's still one i still think there's a secret 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 one still left i still think that it's not it's not all gone um but you know it, it, you know zemo i mean he 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 puts his money where his mouth is i'll say that you know like he is, says i will stop anybody who could tip the balance that way because that could create that that is the first stepping stone to just absolute worldwide domination and chaos so when he just is such an interesting scene when he just he just had the serum and he looked at it and that that kind of like you know if you had the holy grail in your hand would you take it you know what i mean and it was so mm -hmm. interesting to me that for him that he did not he just smack immediately sticks to what he says and it's crazy that like one of the villains again i'm not like supporting zemo as well but the points that he does make in these episodes are true like some of the points that he makes maybe not the reasoning behind what he's doing it but the the counter argument that he's talking about about superpower people and why they're dangerous and why like yeah steve rogers may have been good that's one person out of the rest of the super soldiers that you've seen look what the hell else happened to the rest of them i don't think we should take that chance i'm not gonna bet on a one percent chance that they're gonna be uh you know a knight in shining armor like you know what i mean which is a fair point <laughs> that is a kind of a fair a fair point so you find yourself Again, you go like, well, I definitely am not on John Walker's side. Fuck that guy. But at the same time, you know, again, you don't want to. How can you support, you know, people who are killing people and bombing places, even if what their intentions are, they say are, are to help others. And yeah, I don't agree with Zemo's methods either, but I'm 
I'm sure his mentality is like, hey, as soon as the like weed starts growing, clip it. Like, what do you want to do? Like, let these weeds just grow and then you have like a full on war. Mm -hmm. Like, would you rather I not have killed the scientist and then wait till we have a new red skull and then two countries go to war? Like, would you rather do that? Mm -hmm. Like, um, so I, I think he's just very precise and like where he's wanting, okay, I'm going to kill this scientist in a, a shipping yard. I'm going to smash this serum. Like these very like tiny moments where it's shown him as the bad guy, but he's just like, Hey, like I'm, I'm putting a stop to this right now. Like this moment right here will not continue any any further. Zemo's like, y'all think they're all going to be turned into Steve, but they're really going to be an army of Red Skulls. So, no, I know I, we can't let that happen. <laughs> yeah, and they, you know, Sam brings that point back to Zemo, which I think they also purposely put that in the episode where he, when he goes, well, what about Bucky? What about Bucky? So it'll be interesting to see to me if Zemo, in a way, and I think this will happen that he will he he won't kill Bucky. Because he sees that Bucky is like Steve. And I, I think, mm-hmm. he, you know, Zemo sees that Steve was the exception to the rule. And where it, before he thought that he could control Bucky and use him and he was just this killer with no and he could never have any sort of redemption. I think I think I, I think it's a bold choice as well, too, for Zemo to let him stay alive or to not t- take the shot, if you will. If even though he probably does think Bucky sh- should be dead, too. <laughs> He's just I think using Zemo him has... now because he has to have him. I think Zemo has absolutely like 100% respect for Sam and Bucky. And um, which is interesting, you know, being uh, the villain of the show. But he is, you know, very intelligent and methodical. And, you know, seeing that somewhat like, I don't know if you'd call it admiration. I think it's just like respect for Sam and Bucky's maybe principles. Um, You know, when Sam's nursing, or uh, I'm sorry, when Zemo's nursing his injury from John Walker and they're having that kind of just like a talk on wherever they are in Zemo's like European bachelor pad. Um, yeah. I, I think Zemo just, he respects Sam and I told, I never even thought about that, but I think you're right. Like maybe Zemo will be presented with an opportunity to where he could take out Bucky and he chooses not to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that that makes him redeemable or he's going to be set free and he's suddenly a good guy. I think it will just be the understanding of, okay, like, good super soldiers can exist. Yeah, it is, like, growth for him in a way, too. You know, And I think that will be a really compelling moment. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, one thing we haven't talked about too much uh, before we get to the what now part. I kind of want to talk a little bit more about uh, Dora Milaje and Wakanda and how they're kind of wrapped up in all this. My God, that fight scene. The action scenes I thought were pretty stellar overall and the gra- the special effects are pretty great this episode too. Uh, but that scene was, just, I mean, just, I love the fact, first off, I love the fact that they chose Io to be, I mean, I, I mean, you could probably assume that maybe there was other people obviously helping in, in like, you know, them deprogramming Bucky, but they clearly established a connection between her and Bucky. Um, but, you know, obviously he is, and he says that he's like, look, I, I, I am incredible. I will never, I will always do my best. And I'm not, I'm not, he, Bucky doesn't even, he doesn't go back with what she, he doesn't like argue against her for her reasoning, reasonings and why, do you know what I mean? He doesn't say that they're wrong or anything. And so it's, he has such a rich relationship with them 
And I, I don't know. I don't know if maybe that was kind of severed by the end with her kind of like fighting him at the end. I don't think it's like severed or anything. But at the same time, like you made a point off off of camera the other day that that was a really great point. When you know when we see the cool scene when she disables his arm, I mean that's something that Bucky didn't even know could happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so clearly Wakanda, even though they helped him, and I do feel like, and I believe they kind of presented Wakanda in this, and that they are very good country like you know like in the marvel world there's like good countries bad countries <laughs> there's very like kind of that's what there's there and i think that they are presenting wakanda in that way a very kind of like um just a, a, a one of the more heroic countries you know what i mean they don't have these nefarious purposes that maybe everybody else does so when he has that she disables them it's almost like a bigger revelation of like okay they did help him but just in case you know, we we still took we this arm is ours. We made it and we can take it if if we want. Which she chooses not to take it. She doesn't even take it. She just leaves it. She just says, Look here, you can keep it. I don't want that. But here's the message. She disarms him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that they chose her too as well because you know, Okoye has gotten pretty much like she's like the face of the Dora Milaje, really. Like she kind of is their like analog and how we see all of them. Even though Ayo is one of the first people that we ever meet, she's one of the bodyguards too. So I, I'm really super excited that they brought her back into us, brought her back into as a more kind of personal role here. And I love the connection with Bucky. And I really think, you know, they've announced that there's gonna be the Wakanda show. They've not announced what that is, but that and I hope that she is heavily involved in that and they show more of that because that Dora Milaje scene was amazing. I think she had the first line of the door Milaje, right? Like for in Civil War, she kind of her and T'Chaka or I'm sorry, T'Challa are leaving wherever they were arrested. And I think it's like, yeah, she steps up in Natasha's way. She steps up in Natasha's way and she's like, bitch, check it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she had one of the first line and I'm so glad they brought her back and they're definitely building some kind of a, relationship i wasn't necessarily getting romantic vibes i think it was just like a very maybe like caring or she she was very happy to have you know freed bucky and they definitely felt that um but yeah i think the theory that you were referring to that we were talking about sort of off camera was um the same way that they have the fell safe with his arm um i was wondering you know maybe did they they got rid of his Hydra programming, like the keywords don't don't work anymore. But what if they did put in like another line of phrasing that if they had to, could get control over Bucky, maybe not to like turn him into this program killer where it's mind control. Maybe it's just kind of shut him down. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, freeze all motor functions. Yes. Um, yes, I think that would be a, a very, very interesting thing. I mean, I totally could see that happening. I, I mean, I, that that just d- d- all further creates, you know, further complications with Bucky and his whole thing about freedom and am I free and what do I do with that? You know what I mean? It is kind of an Ashton brought another point. He brought a good point up when he was like, I mean, her just doing that and him not even knowing it is another way of control. So it has to be disarming, not no pun intended, in his like just mentally as well that. Oh, shit this is whole this is a whole other thing that i didn't even know about that this is my damn arm and i didn't even know the things it can do you know mm-hmm. i do love that fight scene when basically all three of them zemo sam and bucky are just sitting back chilling letting john walker <laughs> take on and what even as the line he's just so he's such an ass and like so uh 
putting everyone down. He's like, you know, can we cool it with the pointy sticks mm-hmm. or whatever? Even though this is Wakanda, the most like technologically advanced nation on earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the spears that they had to could emit electricity or, you know, shock waves or whatever they need them to do. And here he is. He's probably like, oh, look at this, you know, like third world nation with your pointy sticks trying to take on Captain America. Absolutely. I love when they, you said it as well, when like Zemo and then we're just sitting back having drinks and Bucky goes, doing great walker doing real good buddy (laughs) like you're kicking ass man awesome and then they're like jesus now we have to help oh my god and that's when we get the walker says you know after he gets his ass handed to him he says uh you know they weren't even super soldiers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly that just you know we talked about this episode and i would like to say to her own her and we nailed it that there was gonna be like there's going to be keep, keep pushing John in that way. People keep kicking his ass. Doesn't matter if it's super soldier. Doesn't matter if it's Sam. I all, I can't, there's going to be a conversation between him and Sam and Sam is going to kick his ass and I cannot wait for it. <laughs> and he's going to beat him without the super soldier serum. And it's, it's going to be even better. I mean, that's one, going to be one of my calls. Um, so we have a couple more minutes here. I think, I think we could, we're, we're wrapping up here and then I think we can jump into our, cause both of us take a little time for our what nows. We have to I- talk about the ending of the episode because we have to talk about it for a minute. Just probably one of the most iconic shots and probably one of the most gross shots <laughs> in the, it just, I felt so gross and just really ashamed to be honest with you at the very end of the episode. And I, I really think that's what they were trying to make us feel. I mean, in my opinion, the image of Captain America is irrevocably changed. Now it doesn't really matter who it is anymore is that, 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 that shield now is, gonna be associated with this and the next person who even you know like like would sam even want it now <laughs> you know what i mean now he, i mean he's got to be embarrassed about what now on top of the, all the conflicting emotions he feels about it now now there's this whole new thing that it's added to it as well yeah i'm really curious if he'll even i mean this whole season he hasn't there's been something that he's not really talking about and you and i've already discussed that maybe he you're right. Like the image of Captain America is tainted, like not by like Steve Rogers or, you know, it's just kind of, especially with him being a person of color, like stepping up into this mantle, you know, America's done a lot of bad shit. Like, is that even something that you want to take up? Um, And now with this ending, like even more so like, you know, who wants to, who wants to go anywhere near near the shield at this point like Mm -hmm. countless characters have already mentioned you know oh that thing should have just been destroyed um we're we're kind of focusing on that that last shot but i do want to you know give a shout out to hoskins who tragically didn't make it through this episode um which was like another snapping point for john walker but in that final battle with the flag smashers you know he gets kicked or punched and you know slams hard against that column and you know didn't make it so um i i was somewhat liking the hoskins character he was definitely a a sidekick to walker as a as opposed to a partner um but i didn't think his motive he was just going along with walker not that that's like an excuse but he he seemed like he was you know there to to do a good job and and try to do his best yeah i thought he 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 always was like a voice of reason near John, you know, like in, even in very small moments when like um, when he, uh, uh, you know, when they get into the argument kind of on the street 
And then he's like, hey, John, listen, maybe this is the right thing. Let's let Sam do his thing here. You know, he does – he kind of was – he was a good guy. And I do feel like I, – again, I, I don't feel like either one of them, like, were are bad guys, if that makes sense. But it's like that, like – I mean, for one thing, I love that the, the, the whole super the, – the line with the, like, they weren't even super soldiers and they kicked my ass. It was such an attack on American exceptionalism, which I loved. I was like, good, humble that dumbass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You ain't better than anybody. You ain't better than anybody because you got a shield now. Come on now. Now, come on. No, 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 no. no. Um, so – they i think that they i think that was a nice jarring kind of like it was a jarring moment of like not only pushing carly further past the line of kind of redemption if 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 you will but also pushing walker also further along the line of redemption of past the kind of point of redemption so i mean you know the u.s agent was born then to me in this episode Totally. And they, they planted those seeds, you know, in every episode that he's in, he's kind of had those little moments where he snaps, but yeah, especially after taking the serum, he's full on uh U.S. agent. I feel like and, it's, it's interesting to me that they tried to kill Captain America and they didn't, but I feel like Captain America died in this episode. Because... Absolutely. Um, you know, this whole show when we first heard about it and saw the trailers and kind of like, saw the the themes and stuff that they're dealing with uh you know in the state of america i was really expecting them to kind of hit on uh race minorities police brutality black lives matter and i wasn't expecting this show to like mention any of those by names but i think for me that that last scene where everyone's filming john walker and he has the shield and he's just like brutally beating this guy you know, murders them in front of everyone. We see that happening. You know, the title, the whole world is watching. That's, you know, that's George Floyd. That's everything that we see now. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's eyes are kind of being woken up to the sheer brutality. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, no one can hide. So it was really this idea of, you know, growing up, we were told, Oh, uh, always listen to a policeman, like do whatever the police say. They're there to help you. And then now we wake up and we get on YouTube and it's like another black man murdered on the streets. You know, there's 10 angles of footage and the cops are acquitted or whatever. Well, even and that, I, like even that, we were taught that. But I, I mean, like you know, I, I, the, the, again, I'm not speaking for black people, but that that if you at least what I've seen online and you see all these video, like black people teach their children different things about the police they don't teach them that that same thing because that's not their experience so it isn't just this like it isn't just this like oh they're just everybody's just a good guy and it's i think it's really hard for people and i you know actually even struggle with it himself like seeing captain america do something like that it it, you know like when you have to own like even though you go like i'm i'm that's the problem too is like i'm not a racist i'm not this kind of stuff which people who even say that probably are but the point is is like you're the culture that you live in if that exists and you do not speak up and do things against it you support it you do mm-hmm. you do support it you know what i mean and so i i really hope that they continue on in these making making whatever statement that they are making to me about like i, I think that's going to be it. like the, the what captain america is now 
It's not going to be, they've said it the entire time. Nobody, nobody's Steve. You're not Steve. You can't try to be Steve, whether it's focusing on Walker or the people with the super soldier serum, all this kind of stuff. So I feel like it's not going to, the, the, the whole, like even the guy, the, the, the tombstone scene, I felt like it was a lot of like, here we go. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, when he was like, they need a captain America for a new world because the world's different now. And so that, that is what it is going to be. I think it's going to be hard for us to grasp that this, this, who this person is, is different than whatever quote we expect it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, for our listeners, uh, Peyton and I, we're from the exact same town. We grew up in Eastern Kentucky, you know, the town we grew up in 99.9% white. Um, I've had many conversations with, you know, certain family members and just people back home uh, about police brutality or about, Black Lives Matters, and there's always a, a counter argument to like, oh, well, I'm sure the the policeman was justified for, you know, there had to have been some reason, or oh, he had a criminal record, and I, I'm kind of going into my what now, but I think that this show is going to show how they're going to try to manipulate this message. So even though in this episode we see that everyone has their cameras and are recording this brutal moment they're still going to find some way to, to spin that, Um, you know, Oh, he was a terrorist. He blew up this building. Like, you know, John Walker got his hands dirty. So no one else had to like, he, he saved us. And I think it'll be interesting. Like have that conversation of like people's eyes are open. Like it's really hard to, to control the narrative and the message now with so many people seeing that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know being from our small town like it definitely still happens people no one wants to admit that the good guys are suddenly the bad guys Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's a really hard reality Mm -hmm. to swallow and you know people of color have been woken up to that for for (laughs) country (laughs) yeah and and now uh you know white america's they're suddenly you don't even though we grew up in a town that was all white, like we can see these videos online of injustice and, and brutality. And so we no longer have to have it in our immediate environment to understand that it's happening. And I think that was sort of the message of this last shot, you know, definitely the, the blood on the shield. It's like, you know, America has blood on its hands. Like we're not innocent and a hundred percent noble and the good guys. Yeah, Exactly. Like, stop justifying bad behavior. Um, yeah, so for me, this this last scene felt, felt very, uh, you know, police brutality, but without being so literal. And it was very just paradigm shifting for me, too, in the MCU of, like, I mean, again, now I just don't, I don't know how like, Captain America's just changed now. It's just not the same. And it's not, mm-hmm. it's not just to me because it's not Steve. It, it, it isn't that it has nothing to do with that really now it's like this is just it, again it's something you don't want to be associated with do you know what i mean it's like forget good and bad i don't even know what good and bad is but i know that i don't want to be associated with that mm-hmm. it, it's also different you know we're watching this show as a viewer you know we see those personal moments of john walker where he's shouting in people's faces that he's threatening. Like, do do you know who I am? Like just all the threats he makes, but the general public, you know, they see him on good morning America and doing these parades and signing autographs. Somebody so literally walks up to him in the mall 
you know, after he gets his ass kicked by the door of Melage, and they're like, oh my God, John Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's all just, uh, you know, presenting an image and manipulating that image. Like, um, so now that this has happened, I'm just really curious to see how, how they'll handle it moving forward, which uh, I think may bring us into our next what now segment. Time, my brother, the famous million dollar question. <laughs> so here we are. We got uh, four episodes in, two episodes left. Um, yeah, Peyton Conley, what now? So we got two episodes left. So I'm trying to think just like narratively what can, what they're going to do. I, I We have not seen Isaiah again. We're going to have to see Isaiah again. So I feel like whether it's flashback or whether it's some sort of key scene with Sam the next episode, we are going to see some interaction with them. I think what's ultimately going to happen in the show is that Sam is going to really kind of like overtake Carly in terms of what people see as this freedom fighter for them, because that's what they see Carly as for them. They see Carly as their captain America. I feel like she's going to continue further down a more kind of extremist path along with John as well. And I hope that in some way, Bucky and Sam together can stop them by not killing them, by not, you know what I mean? By stopping them. Cause to me, that is a more Steve thing to do. And that for both of them shows why both of them could be Captain America and they have the spirit of Captain America in them. Bucky moving forward from his past, finding out who he is. Yeah, he may not be Steve, but he can still, when he said, if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. And I think Bucky will learn that he, Steve was right about him as well, even if Bucky never becomes Captain America. And I think we will, we will as the audience, Sam will somehow earn this title of what in me what Captain America will be moving forward which will not be an agent of the world sometimes will be an, an Avenger but he will be a, a a Robin Hood of everywhere where he goes and helps anyone who is being uh, oppressed and um, uh, you know subjugated against their will love it all right Kurt million dollar question sir blow us away what no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've already kind of talked about how I think they'll handle, you know, that, that last shot where Walker murders the guy. Um, I'm totally with you that, like, I want and need more Isaiah. Um, you know, he was introduced very briefly, but I think it, uh, he, he has to come back. Like, I'll be very disappointed if, if that was, it and you know i'm i'm sure they'll come back in like a later property but i don't want it to just be marvel introducing these characters that are critical to the storyline and then dismiss it i really hope they don't um i but if they do bring them back i think you know you're, you've talked about this image of uh what is captain america what are people's perception of them like do people not want to go anywhere near that idea of Captain America anymore. And I think there's some opportunity for Sam to maybe go back to Isaiah and maybe even Isaiah gives him his outfit that he used to wear. So oh. it's, it's no longer, uh, it's not like, Oh, Captain America's this new thing. And Sam has this nanotech, 
you know, like wingsuit. That's the Captain America we've seen in the comics. I think that would be great down the road. But, uh, you know, how many times have we seen Cap uh, put on, you know, an old costume? Like, let's get back to the old ways, like the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. I could see Sam being like, okay, Steve, Ro- no one can be Steve Rogers, but he wasn't the only Steve Rogers. Like, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. also Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, him maybe taking mm-hmm. up that symbol to be this new Captain America, not an evolution of John Walker, but like taking off from the idea of Captain America that existed, you know, in the fifties. I also want Sam to, to reveal like Isaiah should get his own, you know, section in the museum. You know, I want Sam to like bring to light that as well too, to like do right by him that way too. I do think that will be one of the, one of the last scenes is them walking through the Smithsonian. Isaiah sees himself in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Smithsonian. Exactly. Like finally getting his, and that will kind of be, you know, like Sam, you know, one of his key moments as Captain America. It's not just, Oh, I kicked this guy's ass. I saved these people. It's like, you know, getting the message out there of, uh, you know, like honoring people or like, Anyone can, anyone can be a hero. Anyone can be a hero. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm not sure where they're going to go with Zemo. I, I think you're totally right that they'll have the moment where maybe it comes to the end and Zemo's completed his mission or whatever. And, um, you know, Bucky's like, all right, let's like go to jail. And which, you know, we know that's not going to happen. Zemo's not just going to go back, uh, willingly but i think he will have a moment where he accepts uh bucky as a super soldier and spares him completely agree we didn't even talk about sharon this episode sharon and her creepy ass you know she's got uh (laughs) she's walking through a a, a creepy tunnel with a bunch of dudes with armed guns just letting her walk right by she's uh got satellites that she has access to and she's apparently been tracking walker the entire time so like I mean, come on, like Thunderbolts have to be coming. Thunderbolts have got to be coming. She is, I think she's 100% working uh, for the power broker who is General Ross. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he's dealing with all of his, whatever he has to deal with in DC. And, you know, we've seen him on the raft. So I think that's sort of his world. And then he works, he lets Sharon work for him in Madripoor to do all the dirty dealings that he can't do. He can't have attached to his name, but he is very much the power broker. Mm-hmm. And I think Sharon's also being manipulated as well because she's she is working off this like sentence in the same way. We also see that the government's already been doing that with Bucky. They already create this program of like, you work for us, it takes your sentence off. I mean, it's the same kind of Suicide Squad thing that this you know that the Thunderbolts are are in Marvel. They've also revealed recently that there's potentially going to be multiple avengers projects in the works i could even see them creating like the u.s avengers like maybe they're not maybe they're not the thunderbolts or maybe like the thunderbolts are like a secret version of the u.s avengers like they have maybe both teams um where there's like a more kind of like i mean think about it think about it it was like the dream team but it was like superheroes like we're sitting out michael jordan and Shaq to go save the world like do you know what i mean like there's there's this like imaging that they're that, that, that america's already trying to do with john imagine they have a whole team of them now i could totally see uh ross being the sort of uh nick fury character the you know showing up to zemo or bucky and you know being like oh i want to talk to you about the thunderbolts initiative yep yeah like the yep. interesting yep. twist and, you know he starts to assemble that team or they come to the cell and he's like 
you want to get out of here? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely going to happen. Oh my God. Did we do it? Is it done? Did we finish? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Two more episodes. What is going to happen? I have no idea, man, but I am very excited. Um, I think it's going to be uh, really emotional. I really think it, you know, it's built up to this. And I, I really think these next two episodes are going to be full of um, action and a whole lot of heart and a whole lot of, um, I, I'm going to say you just, you as a viewer are just going to be troubled because you're going to be feeling a lot of different ways for a lot of different people and feeling a lot of different sides and, maybe hopefully having your own kind of expectations and notions challenged in the same way. I mean, yeah, you said feelings. uh, And for me, like that's the biggest difference between, you know, the DC movies and Marvel. And uh, it's just, I I watched Snyder's uh, justice league and I just wasn't feeling much, you know, it was just all these gods and superheroes like running around. Maybe they had a few, uh, moments gorgeous uh, imagery you know that kind of stuff but yeah but this it's just like i mean here's a superhero walking in to talk to the elite villain in like a leather jacket and blue jeans and like it was just so interesting and i was so into that moment and uh yes yeah, so I, I they're crushing it i can't fucking wait to see what they're going to do with it i'm so excited for these last two episodes um and i would also love uh to see uh was his name Torres come back? Remember? Yeah, I, it's funny we haven't mentioned him either. You know, I, I was going to throw him out for the idea of, you know, Mal, uh, Malcolm Spellman, the showrunner, was saying that, you know, there is going to be this new person who is a well known performer. So I thought maybe Torres would be the person. And I do still think that he is going to be Sam's Sam. <laughs> He's going to be the Falcon. I mean, that's why they, I think they, why they already kind of introduced him. He already has a good rapport with Sam. And especially after I think he sees what Sam will do in the end, I think he more so would be like, you know, ready to like suit up or maybe we even see him at some point in the maybe they make him suit up on like walker's team at first and they give him a falcon suit you know but you know he's just doing the job but you know like i could see them being that way and him kind of like turning at the end and sam being like yeah it looks good on you you know what i mean so like i completely agree with you too i I don't think we've seen the last of him either but as to who this new person could be i also thought it could be like maybe we see the true isaiah in the past and it's someone who's a well-known performer and it's like the young captain america but you know then it said they they also said it's a new character so that I mean, maybe they were doing the Paul Bettany thing where it's like, well, it is a new character. It's a new Captain America. <laughs> you know what I mean? So who knows? I have no idea. You took the words right out of my mouth. I'm not trusting Marvel anymore. I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm just letting it just letting it play out. And see Let what it happens. be what it is. But he did say that it is a new character and it's in, like that will be introduced. So I, I do. It could be a could be a lot of things or it could be you know they they debut u.s agent i mean i think that could also be the thing as well too that you know after this they're gonna have to have some sort of like you know the u.s is gonna have to spin it in some capacity you know and maybe john himself is like i'm i'm not captain america i don't want to be captain america i'm u.s agent you know what i mean like i could see him claiming that that idea for himself too we've seen in the the past that you know, Steve Rogers had no problem, you know, when he went nomad and then Winter Soldier, he was uh, being hunted by the government, essentially. Like, I could see after this episode, the government being like, John Walker, like, 
you're done after this, you're let go. But him being like, I have unfinished business, like they can't control me. And then that's when, so his nomad becomes the US agent. Yep. Like moniker or whatever. And then he starts doing what he thinks is the noble thing, like on his own. Um, but he, yeah, he's just kind of lost it at that, that point. brutality's never going to leave him. And then we've also seen in the trailers, uh, Sam and Bucky actually training with the shield, uh, some kind of like farmhouse, you know, I'm not sure, but I think it might be Sam's sister's house. And we've yeah, not seen I, that. So yeah, I, I think that's assumed that that's, but again, you know, you just said a second ago, I don't give a shit if it was in the trailer. That doesn't mean it's going to be in the show. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like we are going to be going back to like Sam's. I think we're going back to the United States after this. Um, and especially where they threaten Sarah. Like I think Sam's going back to that, that area. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Zemo's on the run, so you know they don't have to bring him over across the borders or anything. Uh, but yeah, it'll it'll be fun to see Sam and Bucky playing with the shield. I can't wait to see what happens, man. Six more days. Here we go. <laughs> well, thanks everyone so much for sticking around. Um, always a pleasure. And um, yeah, look forward. Uh, to Loki coming out after this. Like, I just want to keep this, this baby going and, and keep up these talks. So I'm maybe we it. can even, we'll throw in some, uh, maybe some filler episodes in between on some other MCU topics or what we think uh, to pass the time. So who knows? we got some goodies coming up, please. Again, I just like Curtis said, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate everything. Uh, please like and subscribe, share to any friends and family that you may think would be interested in this. Um, let us know what your thoughts if you'd like to see us talk about anything or anything other in more specific fashion or if you have any uh, criticisms we'd love to hear uh, new things about how we can always update the show and bring in some new stuff as well so thank you yeah absolutely reach out to us uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, to follow more content we do some original artwork and just discussion and everything uh, so follow us on uh, TikTok, Instagram uh, we're all over the place so uh, just look for us at Marvel What Now Curtis, I love you, my friend. We will see you next week. Love you, brother. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Marvel What Now podcast. This is Kurt. For more theories and custom artwork, you can follow on social media at Marvel What Now. And I am Peyton. And for more pictures of me shirtless and just general buffoonery, you can find me on Instagram at P for the number Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N. Be sure to like and subscribe at the bottom. And we will see you when we see you because we owe you nothing.